Okay, hello and welcome to El Governor of the Podcast. As always, I am Abdullah, and my guest today is, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Anna Sani. So the first question is the obvious one, but how did you get started? How did I get started? Um, how did I get? Okay, so what I did, I went to theater school. And well, first of all, Abdullah, thank you for having me on your podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, so I went to theater school and I realized very quickly that theater wasn't very much for me. Uh, maybe because we read the same playwrights for four years. So I was just like, okay, I got to get out of this. And I found an agent um, while I was in school, which wasn't really, it was frowned upon. And it went nowhere. And then I found another agent. And at this time, I was kind of getting interested in voiceover. I had done a lot of like voices as a kid that my mom picked up on. And she had suggested that I try a workshop in the city for voiceover. And, you know, it was, it kind of clicked. It was like, it just felt natural being in front of a microphone, lifting the words off the page, that sort of thing. So when I was looking for an agent again, I was looking at looking for someone who, you know, could help me in my voiceover career. And I signed with someone who, um, who just recently retired, actually, Estella Rustin at Butler Rustin Bell. Love her so much. Uh, and she, she just, she believed in me. She was like, you know what? Uh, I think, I think you have the chops. We're going to have to do some work, but I think you're going to be great. And with a lot of practice, it took me about two years until I landed my first gig. And ever since then, it's been, it's been great. And what do you love and hate about what you do? I love that I can play all sorts of different characters. And I hate, what do I hate? I don't really hate anything about what I do. I freaking love my job. Um, I guess the one thing that might be difficult is, uh, no, nothing. I love my job. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can truly not think of anything. I mean, the hours are great. The people are great. The the sessions are awesome. The scripts are great. Canadian content is getting better and better every year. Yeah. I don't really have anything that I, I hate. I mean, the business is tough. It's a tough business. It really, it really eats you up. Yeah. That's what I'll say. And you have, you have, horrible, horrible days, sometimes months, sometimes years in this business. But once you book something, it's just, it's, it's like you're on air. And I mean, it's why we keep coming back as performers, I guess. No, I'm because we were talking before we, we started recording and, you know, when I was asking you <laughs> questions, yeah. Abdullah, uh, yes. yeah. And, um, and I said, like, you're the first person I've had on here who's from Toronto, because like yeah. I said, my my knowledge of Canadian voiceover is only limited to Vancouver. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... I take offense. Thanks. Yeah. No, <laughs> because I did not know that 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 that, it, that there was much of a difference because I had just assumed like, mm. oh, if they just took it to Canada. It was just Canada. Like it was oh, like yeah. I, I had no idea. Like they had this whole. Like, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They're two completely different sectors. 
our union is also split up. So it's all under the ACTRA umbrella, but there is ACTRA Toronto and then there's UBCP, which is Vancouver. And so it's just two completely different sectors. And, you know, Vancouver, uh, they get a lot of the the shows like from Marvel, from Disney. Well, I guess Disney's Marvel. Um like they they had My Little Pony for a long time until My Little Pony came to Toronto. And then Toronto was mostly like preschool, a lot of like original Canadian content. Uh, that's kind of our sector. Yeah. Yeah, because I watched the recent My Little Pony and I was kind of wondering like why why haven't um why haven't any of the Vancouver people um shown up on this? And it's like, oh, ah. okay. So they took it to Toronto. That's why. <laughs> That and I think they it's a whole new generation. I think uh it's years later, there's a big time skip and and uh that generation still lives on in in the series. It's it's just uh yeah, they're just not present. <laughs> because if if you've listened to the show, I've made this joke before, but I said, you know, every Canadian must be so grateful for My Little Pony because that show kept people employed for <laughs> nine years. Well, let's hope this happens for the new generation. Fingers crossed. I would love to continue working on My Little Pony for nine years. I, I love that show. I love Izzy. Uh, I love going to the conventions. It's just a great time. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed we get nine years. Uh, I think the show's doing pretty well. We'll we'll uh, we'll see. We'll, we will see indeed. But yeah, yeah, Vancouver was super lucky. Friendship is Magic just blew up. And I don't know if you know, like the the level at which it blew up Abdullah, but it was like it was just obscene, and it was so exciting for Canadian talent, you know, to get that kind of exposure, which is rare for us, really. It was basically the Super Smash Brothers ultimate of of Canadian cartoons where everyone <laughs> was there. Yeah, 100%. I mean, <laughs> and Vancouver at the time, I, I and I, I'm just assuming this, but, you know, those those actors that were in that show, you know, they were in a bunch of other shows. So I feel like everybody was on My Little Pony and it was just such a beautiful thing. And thank goodness we had that because <laughs> I feel like it also helped put uh a couple Torontonians on on the map or you know gave them that exposure like I was saying and people were like oh there's actually things going on in Canada other than we had um the ocean dub which helped as well in Yuyasha and all of that but yeah and then they went away <laughs> so <laughs> now, I think the last ocean dub that that got released was um was Dragon Quest that that's oh, like a, okay. that's like officially an ocean group dub because you look at the credits and it said you know by ocean and they get they got yeah. like a lot of people from ocean oh. to come back for that and and it's a great dub and everyone slept on it and it's like uh... <laughs> oh I didn't I don't I, yeah I've never heard of that what's it called sorry uh, Dragon Quest Legend of Die it's a, and when so was good. that when uh, yeah the, the English dub dropped uh, last year whoa. Hold on. So wait, from where? Vancouver? Yeah, it was it was dubbed in Vancouver. What? Yeah. What? Ocean Group. I had no idea. That is so that is so interesting. Okay. Okay. And it's really Look good and everyone slept on it because like no one picked it up and it's Aww. impossible to find. It's one of the 
hardest dubs to find. It's like, what? How it, did what you is, find it? I don't know. It it got released like on like an obscure streaming service, and then you know you found it on um, other means. <laughs> 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 okay, that's awesome. So are you like, how big are you into animation? Is that, how much animation do you watch? I, Anna, I, I, <laughs> I have a podcast where I interview voice actors. It'd be <laughs> weird if I wasn't into animation. <laughs> uh, no, I love it. I love it. Cause so am I. I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't consume the stuff that I didn't hear about, but uh, yeah, I love animation. Anyway. <laughs> anyway like i love it whenever i have a guest on here and they're like i had no idea i, I didn't know that how do you know this like, i know <laughs> and be prepared like i like to bounce questions back so this is a dual interview sir no i because like look the only other interview i've i've seen of yours was on youtube and it was about bakugan and i and i, I swear like listening to that i'm like what what language are they speaking <laughs> sounds like nonsense <laughs> it's very niche extremely niche yes uh that was a great interview haru ren was the interviewer he's great um he's big in the bakugan community and yeah i'm glad we could make that happen bakugan is it has a big uh well it has a it has a decent sized fan base and so that was that was a fun one yeah but i look so see you do do your research sir there you go I think I've watched everything that you've been on, honestly. The only thing I no. haven't watched. The only thing I have not watched is Bakugan. Everything else I've watched. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> I, I, hi, I, I'm the only guy who watched Dolly's Pack. I remember that show. Hey, oh, hey. my goodness. <laughs> Hello. Oh, my goodness. I'm extremely impressed. I loved that show. What do you think of that show? Uh, Cleo is best girl, and that is hey. that is it. <laughs> Cleo is best girl. <laughs> oh man, those sessions were a riot. We were it was ensemble, which is rare now because of the pandemic. But we were all in there together and just playing off of each other. And our voice director, Dee Shipley, she would just be like, "Okay, guys, after we do this pass, we're gonna do an improv pass," and she would just let us do whatever the heck we wanted. It was crazy. It was really, really fun. It was that was great, great show. I'm surprised it didn't last longer because that was one I of my know. that was one of my favorite shows from the pandemic because it's like yeah yeah you know yeah Aww. this was this had potential to be good but yeah yeah know, yeah unfortunately yeah. you know pandemic and what have you and, and I you know. know and I think we got a pretty um, bad slot in terms of when they when they aired it and ugh. It just really breaks my heart because they had it, they had it built up at the end too. Uh, there was, you know, talks and plans of what was going to happen in the next season and it was going to take a turn. So, oh, well, it was, it was fun. It was a really fun one. And who knows? Maybe one day it will come back. Who knows? <laughs> and I like its style. It's very unique. Yeah, it's unique, eh? Yeah. 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 I really liked it too. It was different. That like it felt kind of like it was it was hand drawn, but it wasn't. Yeah, I mean it's it's typical. I mean it's a typical uh, you know uh, comedy slice of life show. But I, I mean I don't know. I I just find that fascinating. Just to be like, hey, you know, kids fighting monsters. You know, take me back to the good old days. Yeah, absolutely. Where are those monster of the week shows? Right. It was it was actually a 
a bit of a refresher to see that audition come in because I was like, oh, like, like, wow, we're actually going back to monster of the week here. And, you know, it was it was a little bit of a twist on it where you had him and his pack and he was the one and the chosen one and and the monsters were coming out of his pack because of his, uh, I guess, his his ego sometimes, also his just bad choices. So I thought that was a really fun twist. And then just seeing these three dorky kids just kind of try and figure out what the heck they were doing. Yeah, that was that was a blast. I uh, I don't remember the exact episode, but um, the commander Miowski goes to like the <laughs> the ancient cube, and he's like, "What do you want me to do? Do you want me to jump through hoops?" Yes. <laughs> that was I think that was improvised, and funnily enough, when we brought uh, when they brought him in, they brought him in with us as an ensemble, and so because he's only in those little pockets right he was the b story so just in little pockets <laughs> we would all be performing and then we'd all kind of just watch him and and Miowski just kind of banter off of each other and i don't he's an amazing improviser and his comedic timing is hilarious i think i think the whole shtick of, of him being like but i'm so lonely i think that made everyone really uh it just opened everyone's eyes up in the in the writer's room, I think, because they wrote that into another episode later where he's just like, please don't leave. I'm lonely. <laughs> so it's it's really fun when actors can inspire and uh, get the writers to do to write uh, alongside what they kind of improvise, you know. And I love the humor. I think like one of my yeah. favorite um, episodes was the trial episode because I love the idea of Mouski just like creating this entire simulation <laughs> just, to, just to teach a kid a lesson. And I'm just like, if that is not a commentary on like um, studios demanding that all these shows have to have a lesson, I don't know what it is. <laughs> that is crazy that you watched Ollie's pack. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's such a good show. Gosh, I wish more people watched it because it was just, it was really fun. <laughs> and all the voice actors in that are so, they're so great. And, so and I love fun. Cleo. I think she's such, she's such a fun character. And I just love seeing, a, a, you know, female characters actually, you know, have fun with, yeah. with, um, yeah. with, uh, with the material, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. I, you know. That was one where they let me do whatever the heck I wanted, which was really nice. Even for the audition, they they encouraged improvisation. And I love when I get the opportunity to do that because it's just you you can bring out different sides of the character that maybe people wouldn't see. And so she just she became kind of like she was the comedic relief, but she also was kind of a no BS character, which I really loved. And she just kept it real. So it was fun to play that balance of being the comedic goofy one. But then at times when she, when Cleo was playing off of Ollie, she had to become the straight man because Ollie was so like wild. <laughs> so that was really cool. And yeah, they they the the creators, they they had fun with her and they let me kind of go wild with it. So whenever I get a chance to do that. I love it. Like in Strawberry, Strawberry Shortcake is the same thing. Actually, Izzy, My Little Pony was a very similar thing too, where they they were like, yeah, bring your bring the comedic chops. Let's go. 
Um, how much did how much stuff did did you improvise on My Little Pony? I'm kind of curious now. Ah, a bunch actually. Um, Izzy, Izzy is an interesting. She was really really fun to kind of come up with. The movie had come out, but we were cast before the movie had released. So I got a really fresh. I could give my own fresh take on Izzy, and uh. Yeah, she she was just like I did I couldn't I didn't know where she sat until we did our first read through and I heard AJ Bridell um reading Pip. And when I heard her read Pip, I was like, "Oh, okay. Pip is like the kind of she's a little bit of a diva. She she sings at op- whenever she wants. She kind of has a little bit of a sassiness to her. And originally, my Izzy was like that too. And I wanted to differentiate her more from the other cast. And, you know, with the help of the whole team as well, we had a lot of conversations about where we wanted. Izzy Moonbow to kind of go and they really wanted me to play up on her goofiness and her like wild antics and like if you're watching Tell Your Tale it's even bigger because it's 2D and so they I was able to add like a lot of my own Izzy-isms I call it like her really weird laugh that she does she's <laughs> that kind of thing and then she also would um like make strange noises whenever she could and the reads were always very up and down so if it was something like oh there's so much glitter instead of being like super excited about it they loved it when i got like kind of <laughs> kind of like really weird about it <laughs> like glitter I like glitter. Like they loved that kind of stuff so um to play up on that was really great i can imagine because um for one thing you know being given the freedom to be like oh you know let us hear your take yeah is is so rare nowadays because everything I is know. just so manufactured uh- <laughs> crazy they just they let me go I just love when creators and and writers and the whole team they just let me do what I want (laughs) and uh yeah there's so much freedom with Izzy it was just go like be wild and wacky and I remember the first few sessions like I was definitely holding back because I've had moments like I've had I've had experiences before where it was like, okay, Anna, like you're being a little too big. Can we rein it in? Because we want this to sound realistic. But with her, they were like, you're too, you're, you need to be bigger here. Can you make her weirder? Uh, Can she be just a little bit like more like strange? (laughs) And I was like, heck yeah. And then to find that balance with her cutesy voice, I think that's a really fun place where I get to play as well her kind of naivety and just the really sweet innocent part of Izzy is very beautiful because you know you see in the movie she's never had real friends before and 
this is her first time living with a group of other ponies and they're all buddies now. And so to find those, those sweet, intimate moments with her friends and kind of shying away from the, from the crazy wackiness that Izzy can be, those were really, really fun and very genuine to play. And it was really nice because this was an ensemble record too. Um, I was always recording remotely actually but I could hear everybody with me and just to hear them and play off of them really was helpful. It's kind of weird thinking about where you're playing like this animated horse and you're hearing voices in your head. (laughs) Oh, it's even better. I was recording from my closet most of the time with like one light shining on me, like a spotlight, but it was like kind of (laughs) dim. And I'm sitting there listening in the dark (laughs) <laughs> to all these voices in my head and playing off of them. Like, I'm sure my neighbors thought I was nuts. Yeah. It's like, what, what is she doing? In yeah. There? Yeah. And sometimes like really early in the morning too, where it was like, wow. Cause I would fly to Vancouver. Um, I was flying back and forth a lot. And so when I record from Vancouver, I'd be up in the morning at like 6 a.m. in the morning recording. So I'm sure my neighbors were like, the heck? I mean, that that's when you know you've you've made it as a voice actor, when your right? neighbors are like looking at you like you're a crazy person. A hundred percent. I think so. They never said anything to me. I actually went over and I apologized to them. I was like, hey, sorry if you guys are hearing noises in the morning. And they're like, no, we're sleeping. We don't hear anything. I was like, oh, thank God. But yeah, that's when you know. I mean, you also mentioned um, Strawberry Shortcake, and I did get a chance to watch some of the shorts. But I mean, obviously, I didn't have a chance to watch all of them because there's okay. there's a lot. And I'm like... <laughs> they're 80. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's a lot. And um, I kind of need to make time to consume like the backlog of content I need to get to to get to. I can so. imagine that you are just watching animation all day, every day. You don't got time. You have to pick and choose. <laughs> I mean, and I think I, I said this, you know, before we were talking, like, had I known that, uh, that, um, that, uh, what's her name? Uh, hmm? blanking on her name. Uh, uh, we talked about uh, Blueberry. What's what's her? What's oh, her, what's oh, her Diana Karina. Yeah, if I had known Diana had done Blueberry, I would have talked about that. But I had not seen <laughs> that show before I interviewed her. It's okay, you you bring her back on the show. Just add a little snippet to the end of that segment. There you go. <laughs> no, but um, she was great. But I think my favorite has to be Lime. I like I like the mad scientists. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I love Lime. I love what they did with Lime. Oh, my, there's that. Did you end up watching? Did you watch that four minute? Oh, sorry, not four minutes. They're all four minutes. Did you watch that short where she she has to create a strawberry robot? Did you end up? Did you watch that? Yeah, I it's, saw that one. Yeah, that one. That is one of my that is I think that's my favorite episode. I'm just going to say that's my favorite episode. It is so funny and well-written and Lime is absolutely crazy. And then at the end, <laughs> when when she's like, oh, that gives me an idea. And we see like total havoc and destruction in this city. And Strawberry's just like, Lime, are you okay? And Lime's like walking off. 
evilly chuckling. What a fun character that is. I just, I love quirky little characters like that, where they have like a, like a secret or just like a different side to them that you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect. There was another episode where they were competing for a prize and they have all, they all have like fantasy sequences of what they think is inside. And oh yeah. Lime is like, it's a machine that makes other machines. (laughs) I know. And everyone's like, what? (laughs) Oh gosh. She's a great character. And I just love that. I, that show um, created by Michael Vogel. He is brilliant. The way he comes up with things the way he writes and you know leads his his writer rooms he's fantastic he's just he has so many crazy ideas that just when you watch them you're like oh my gosh you see all these different aspects of these these girls you see all these different aspects of friendship and love and kindness and bringing it all together but at the same time he makes them fun and wacky and super strange sometimes and I really really have fun with Strawberry too because you know the beautiful thing about her is her endless optimism but in a way that's kind of just sometimes it just doesn't make sense like why are you being as optimistic as you're being right now but it's really cute and and it all pulls together in the end so there are moments where she gets to be super weird and a lot of the inspiration was like Sally Field <laughs> and Amy Poehler from Parks and Rec. And then you have moments where she's just like the straight man or like she's commenting on Lime. Like, Lime, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it's great. Plus, I mean, if you're someone who always wanted to see like a crossover between like the the new generation of My Little Pony and the old generation, watch Strawberry Shortcake <laughs> I mean, there's so many characters in that, right? Like Bahia Watson's in that as well. Because, uh, you know, Tabitha St. Germain plays like the main bad guy. And it's like, right. yeah, there you go. That's right. That's right. That's great. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Tabitha's fantastic. What a talent. Yeah, Tabitha St. Germain and Lime is um, on Andrea. Is is that her name? Yeah, yeah, Andrea Libman. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. Who, who was on Reboot back in the day, if, you, oh, if you're old enough to remember gosh. that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I loved Reboot. She oh, was, my um, goodness. Young, um, young uh, Enzo's girlfriend on that. Oh, okay. Correctly, so. <laughs> oh, interesting. One of her first roles. So there you go. <laughs> it? The- you are just a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> you watched Reboot. That was like deep in the coves of Canadian content. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm a 90s kid. Of course I watched Reboot. And I, you know, <laughs> mentioned, you know, my love of Beast Wars. And gosh, how Beast much I Wars. Love. Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Wow. Beast That's Wars. Wild. Um Gosh, I miss mainframe. I miss the mainframe era so much. <laughs> <laughs> the mainframe era. Oh my goodness. Yeah. There were some really good cartoons out then. Some really good animation. Reboot was just like wild how they did the CGI. I mean, you look at it now and you're like, what the hell? But for that time, everyone was like, this is crazy. <laughs> 
I mean, I know fun. people who who have never seen the show watch it firsthand, and they're like, "Oh, this looks terrible because yeah, whatever." But I'm like, "But the, the writing story. is so the, good." Yeah. Oh yeah, the story's fantastic, and it's all about relationships. The entire series is just relationships, but they also are able to infuse action, heartfelt moments, comedy. It's really, really well written. It's a, it's a. It's one of the treasures of Canadian animation, I think. Oh, yeah. And they kill off their main character and he does not come back until the series finale. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Thanks. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was a, it was like a soap opera. It was great. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember coming back from school and being like, I got to watch Reboot. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, how can you not watch? Like, I, I I, feel like, you know, Reboot and um, Beast Wars, like, those are those are the two shows I point to whenever, whenever someone says, like, oh, why are they taking it to Canada or whatever? I'm like, but, but like, those shows were really good. Like, Canada has yeah. been known to bring out good content. Yes. Like, yeah, come Thank on. you. And I, <laughs> yes, you keep, you keep saying that to everyone that's, because Canada is a little treasure and we make great content we have amazing actors here who work their butts off uh the writers are top notch and we're really doing whatever we can you know to bring to bring series that have that deep storyline and stuff like dragon prince is another one that's out and it's just so full of lore and just it's such a beautiful story all about relationships again Okay, um, now that you mentioned Dragon Prince, you know, good good segue into that. Um, <laughs> m- massive spoilers for Dragon Prince, so if you've not seen that... Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, sorry. Let everyone know. <laughs> sorry, but um, <laughs> I just watched the, the latest season, and I'm like, I want more of this. This is amazing. This is like, oh, it's so good. I, I love... Right. First of all, I love the fact that you basically play a racist and but a likable racist. <laughs> I know, which is so funny because <laughs> I read it and I was like, "Oh, I have never." And I remember telling this to the creators too. I was like, "I have never played a character like this before," because she actually goes on a journey where she learns she was wrong, and I play. I play a lot of. I I very rarely play villains. I play villains, but not as often as I would like to play villains. But this villain was just an uninformed, uneducated villain, which I'd never played before. And she she just made the wrong decision, which affected so much. And she paid for her consequences through it. But in the end, she learned a very valuable lesson and she changed. And I think that change is something that was very, it was a momentous change for a person. Like that's a huge, that's a huge thing to deal with as, as like a a human, you know, realizing you're wrong. So to get to do that as a character, that was really cool. And plus I was just like, kind of really like stoked to be part of the Dragon Prince. Like, you know, (laughs) that was cool. And I, and I and I love that that um you actually not only got to play a character but they got a uh, an arc like it was something I know. that um 
that yeah. showed that actually showed you like what was life like like, like what yeah. was life during the in that settlement yes you know like between yes. the elves and the humans and it's like i love that type of world building because like first of all anyone any, if this was like on any other network or whatever they'd been like ah this is like we don't need we don't this need it. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. like such rich world, world building and i feel yes. like you know that that type of stuff goes a long way and you yeah. know one of the I things need- i really love as well is um terry and his relationship with um with the main bad guy, what's his name? Mm. Uh, Vern, I think his name is. I don't remember, but uh, I, I don't remember. J- Jason Jason Simpson's character, you know, okay. the, main, the main villain, the main yes, yes, villain. yes, yes. What yes. I love about him is that you know you look at his interactions, and this is like Jason, just such a phenomenal actor because you know he's a massive racist. You know, mm-hmm. you can tell like he's really weirded out by the fact that his daughter is dating you know, an elf. Right, <laughs> like, of course. Because he spent the right. last season trying to eradicate all magic beings. Very, and now very like, strange. <laughs> yes, yeah, not subtle at all. Yeah. yeah. But what I like <laughs> about him is that, you know, they didn't write him in a way that was cartoonishly stupid. Like it Evil. was, it was, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, why are you dating an elf? Blah, blah, blah. We're human. We're meant to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, he's very, his interactions with him are very subtle because he's just, you can tell he has contempt for him, mm-hmm. but he can't say anything because he knows that, you know, it's going to hurt his daughter's feelings. And it's just so well mm-hmm. done, so well written. And I'm just like, oh, more yeah. of this, please. Yeah, and the best villains are the ones that you don't want to, but you can't help, but kind of sympathize with. And it's just like, oh, you're such an evil person, but I understand why you feel that way, you know? Yeah. And I I love how if you've watched the latest uh, season, his plot is basically the hero's journey, but it's told from the villain's point of view. (laughs) Because, you know, you have like, because he's brought back from the dead and, you know, his daughter's like, oh, you got brilliant. Yeah. I mean, they bring, you know, they bring him back from the dead and like, oh, we got to like, you know, resurrect the the main bad guy because, you know, you know, he's the only one who can help you like live again. And he's hesitant at first, but then, you know, his daughter like, you know, tells him, hey, you know, you got to do this. And 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 as the season goes on, it isn't until the very end when he gets his staff and you see his like face again it's like oh there you go that's the the hero's journey but it's done backwards like it's done from the villain's point of view and i'm like that's pretty clever that is really cool that's really freaking cool yeah you know and they really take chances with with these scripts they and like you said they'll um they'll showcase parts and moments of it that no one would really see coming but it just like you said it's world building yeah, great show. <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, please watch it if you haven't, because it's really, really amazing. And uh, mm. I kind of wish like the next season would be out already, because I, I want more of it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, I mean, would you would you say like your time on that show, like was that the hardest character you had to do, or was there another one that was tougher than that? Well, I think. Quite honestly, every character has their own challenges because every character, you know, they, they have they have their own different personalities. Um, I wouldn't say it was the hardest character, but Lu- Lucia was Lucia was challenging because um, she was just 
she was just going through so much and it was hard to relate with that character. So it was hard to find uh, like places where I could be like, okay, we can add this human element here. Or I think I understand why she would be saying this here because everything just seems so cruel from her perspective. So that was that was definitely challenging. But yeah, every character has their own challenges. Also, Lucia was uh, the amount of sessions that I did for that character was much shorter because she was a very small part in the season. Unlike, you know, of course, Strawberry is a whole other beast. Izzy was a whole other beast because they're. It's a huge undertaking to um, take on a, a lead character like that and to give that character nuance and personality and uh, find isms and what sticks with the character and what just doesn't work with the character. Yeah, that that would be a little more difficult. And plus, like, you know, going from, you know, lighthearted to something that's serious, I can't imagine that that being an easy thing to do. Yeah, it was really fun, though. I love doing adult adult work because it's just, it's real. You can really channel those um, those emotions. So that was, it was really fun. And they, they let me um, really yell, which was, which was really cool. I did it from my booth at home and uh, I was on Zoom with them while they were, while I was also recording. And I just felt so awkward because I like a moment where they're like you need to be really passionate about this and you know she's almost in tears and I had to give myself a minute to just really get into that space and then you release it and it's like wow like everyone just saw a really vulnerable side of me for a second but it lands better so yeah it's true it was it was different plus like you're not even you know for those who haven't watched it like you're not even doing like the the typical high pitched cartoony no. voice. It's just very it's grounded. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me. I know. And so it felt really, it felt real. And I think that's when you know the performance feels good, or at least that's when I feel good about my performance. Cause there was a moment where, you know, I found myself like choking up and I was like, please, like, you know, when I'm begging at the council and it was, it was, like you, you invoke these emotions of fear and, oh my gosh, like I'm in this zone right now. And, and it reads, it, it reads uh, uh, on the screen as well. So. Um, how do you um, break down a character? Do you like look at the script and, and, and try to um, analyze it or do you, do you tackle it a different way? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Honestly, it's different for every character for the strawberry scripts they're very short scripts um about four or five minutes so about five five pages and i would get a script do a my my process is the same but my the way i take a look at each character is different so for strawberry my the process i always do is i receive a script i do one read through of the script without just just reading it, not even thinking about what I would do as a voice actor, just reading it to make sure I understand the story, uh, what they're trying to convey and what the lesson is, because every script will have a lesson, right? So I'll take a read, I'll figure out like what's the lesson, and then I'll figure out what's my character's lesson, if my character has a lesson. And then 
Now, now then it gets different because for strawberry, it was, okay, let's read through each line and then I'll read out each line multiple ways and I'll see, okay, I think this works. I think this, this way lands for, for timing. And then, oh, I think if I can improvise on this line, I think that'll just seem more natural. Whereas for Izzy, it was because I knew we were reading ensemble I would read my character's lines, make a couple notes here and there, like, oh, I think it'd be fun if I add in a laugh here, or I think it'd be really fun if I uh, make this part a little more gravelly in my voice and put uh, put on like a little fake British accent for this part or whatever, and just like kind of make general notes, but they won't be solidified like they would be in Strawberry because I'm listening to the other actors and the ensemble and getting inspiration from them and what they give me. So every read is kind of different. Uh, does that, does that answer your question? No, I, I think it does because you know, like every, every, every actor I've talked to has different process and mm-hmm. you know, you approaching it from the idea of, Oh, I'm going to be re- recording ensemble. So I have to do this is kind uh-huh. of interesting because most of the time, you know, most of the people I talk to don't record ensemble. That's right. So it's kind of rare to, to, you know, not only record ensemble, but to have the knowledge that, oh, I'm going to be recording ensemble, better do this That's right. ahead of time. That is, oh, that is good. That is good. Yeah, it's and it's helpful. And I think it really, I think recording ensemble brings out so many beautiful little nuances in the work as well, because you're actually listening and responding and you're not imagining what the person that's speaking before you is is saying or how they're saying it. So it's it's always helpful to me whenever we do ensemble, and I wish we could do ensemble every time. Plus, like you know, you get to meet your cast members and and not yeah! hope that you know maybe I'll catch them while they're you know leaving or something. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> and you bond, you bond with each other. Yeah, it's great. Like on the strawberry, I always recorded alone, and so you know, I I never got to work with Tabitha or Diana. Um, but I knew Bahia because Bahia's on My Little Pony and we have done ensemble once on that. Uh, she's usually recording um, separately, but yeah, I worked with her. Uh, was she Misty? On, yes. On that show? Yeah, yes. I, 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 she's recording on uh, alone, I, I'd imagine, because like she's on Handmaiden still. That's right. I would imagine like you know, that. She's that busy. Would, that would take the the main priority. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, also she was recording with um, with oh gosh, her name's slipping me right now. The the main villain of the series, uh, Athena. Opaline. Opaline. Oh, sorry. The actress yeah. is named yeah. Athena. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Athena. That's right. <laughs> Athena. Athena Karkanis, um, who was Opaline. Yeah. So she was recording with Opaline a lot. Okay. That's cool. Like you got yeah. the, good, the good guys recording together and the bad yeah, guys yeah. recording together. That's pretty <laughs> that's cool. Right. That's right. That's right. Oh, that is like classic animation where they would like put the put the good guys on one side and the bad guys on the other <laughs> side. That is that is nice. Have them stare each other down. Yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah. That is classic. Nice, but, but um do, do you think that um 
you know, let's let's get into speculation. Do you think that Misty will become the sixth member of the main, the main oh, six? Oh, <laughs> uh, these types of things I can't talk about. <laughs> so we're just going to have to continue speculating. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I tried. There you go. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody say I didn't try. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, you know, mentioning live action as well. You've also done the boys as well. So that, that that's have. pretty cool. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I have. And that character is Annika's so fun. She's just such a, like, she's, oh my gosh. She just, Everyone just bullies her. It's great. <laughs> um, that was really that what a great project the boys is. And you know, I was I was really lucky. They I got the role. I remember I was so tired when I went to the audition and um in the character description, she was an overworked employee of Vought who um drank lots of Red Bull. And so I thought it would be because I was also very tired that day. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go buy a Red Bull and I'm going to make it part of my audition. <laughs> so I went into the audition and I asked the casting director, I was like, would it be OK if I was just drinking this Red Bull before the scene? <laughs> and she looked at me and she was like, OK, OK. So I just like started downing this red bull on the spot and then the scene happened and and i went home and i didn't think anything of it and they told me i got the part and i was like heck yeah that's so cool and she was a day player and i went in and um yeah they the director was i think he's he's done a lot of comedies because and I'm not really sure, but he was like, feel free to improvise if you want. And I'm like, oh, this is great. So myself and Anthony Starr, it was like one of the first scenes that I did when he like comes over to me at the at the the table and he says that line, we'll do whatever the fuck I want, you know? <laughs> um that that we were like improvising that a little bit, which was really nice. And we went in it went in so many different ways. And that was it. And I went home and I was like, great, got to do that. That was cool. And then uh, it came out on Amazon and it blew up. And I was like, whoa, that is so weird. And they called my agent. And they were like, oh, yeah, we want her to come back. And that was really lucky and really cool. And they made me part of like their tertiary cast, which was really nice. And so I got to come back uh, a few times. And yeah. She's 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 just she's cool. How cool is it to not only be a part of that show but work with some of the cast members? That, that must be <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> it's really fun. It's also kind of jarring because <laughs> you know we're all we're all normal people. Like we're all just people. So you you know you you see them on screen and you see them acting specific ways and then you talk to them and they're just like how are you doing? How's life? You good? Okay, cool. Bye. And I'm like, whoa, you know, it's just, it's always a good experience. And everyone on that set is so nice. They're so, they're such nice people. Yeah. Really great. Love that set. 
Oh, I also love the actor who plays um, Black Noir. He's like easily oh. my favorite character. <laughs> oh, and that scene was so fun. Oh, my goodness. It was so awkward for me because I was literally acting by myself. <laughs> he was just standing there and he like he, he didn't say any lines, but his presence was frightening enough for me to just be like, OK, whoa, this is happening. And um, it was such a wild experience because there was definitely that that and I think it read on screen too where you could see that she's scared but you could also see that she was just kind of like Annika's also like kind of like weirded out by the whole situation which is how I felt I was like this is such a weird this is a really weird scene but it was really fun it was really fun and Nathan Mitchell who plays Blackmore he is the nicest person and every time we finish a take he was just like hey how are you doing you good okay good yeah so uh and he was just like we would just talk in between in between the takes and he was such a such a nice guy like truly just such a stand up guy and he's canadian actually like he's he's originally from vancouver which is really cool <laughs> yeah. uh, that that dude's back must hurt from carrying that show honestly <laughs> <laughs> i think so yeah he's fantastic in that cuz he he talk he talks too much though i think <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I love what they're going to be doing with him next season. Can't wait for that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. for those that have watched the show know know what the joke is. But uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um. Yeah, but but you know that that's kind of interesting. Like looking at your IMDb and being like, oh yeah, she was also on the boys, which is like the total opposite of My Little Pony and Shark. Oh yeah, I know. Shortcake. Yeah, I know. And it was so funny because I was reading, someone had tagged me in a comment or something, and it was someone who, <laughs> it was someone who on Twitter reposted something that I had posted about like a pony con or something and was like, it's so funny that she's in the boys, but she's a huge fan of my little pony. And I was like, I just thought it was so hilarious. Cause I'm like, no, I'm a voice actor. You guys. <laughs> it was so, it was pretty random. It's like, I worked on this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would they They're invite like, me as a guest? Yeah. yeah. Was... They were like, oh, it's so cute. She's such a big fan of my little pony. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I am. I love My Little Pony, but I'm. I worked on the show, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, going back to My Little Pony because I watched the movie and I know it's a different cast. Um, was mm -hmm. the movie recorded first, or did you guys come first? No, the movie was recorded first. Yeah, the movie was recorded first, and then um, they they cast us shortly thereafter. Um, and did you guys watch the movie, or or did you just go and do your own thing? Uh, we went in and just did our own thing, honestly. Like, um, we obviously all watched the movie. And I remember watching the movie and I was like, wow, her Izzy. First of all, Kamiko Glenn is amazing. She's a fantastic actress. And her Izzy is just so cute. And my Izzy is very different. But there were definitely things that I pulled from that Izzy as well to add into the series. Um and made her my own, but it, it works. I think, you know, I, I, I love her Izzy. I love, I love what that entire cast did because it really set something beautiful up in the movie and it made everyone 
like everyone's so excited about G5 and people are still talking about G5 and and the movie was such a huge success so it made all of us super excited about it too like we were it was trending on Twitter it it just did really well and I remember we went into a record a couple of days later and we were all just buzzing we were like oh my god the movie did so well everyone loves it so yeah great movie I'm, I'm I'll admit it like it was kind of jarring going from the movie cast <laughs> to you guys because it's like yeah uh, this doesn't different. sound right <laughs> yeah very different it's very different but it is what it is you know and and I love our cast I feel like we're we've really come to our own we've done so many episodes uh tell your tale you know we really found our footing and it took a little bit of time, but that's how it always works with ensemble. You know, you have your first couple episodes and you're like, what exactly are we? What's our dynamic? And then it just all clicks and it makes sense and it comes naturally. And I think that's what happened with us. So I, I love our work. I'm proud of our work. And and I hope that everyone likes it too. I think it's it's definitely a different take, but we we put our whole heart and soul into it. We love the We love the series. We love everything about My Little Pony. We love the fans. We love, we love it. So, so we, we really, we really, really did our best. And do you watch any of your own stuff or are you one of those people who are like, I can't stand listening to myself? Oh no, I watch my stuff. I watch my stuff because I'm always learning from my stuff. Like I'll watch and be like, Ooh, that was a bad read. Ooh, what was I thinking doing that? Oh, they kept that. That's weird. And then moments where I'm just like, Oh, I'm dope. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, no, but yeah, I do. I do watch my stuff because I, I also I enjoy watching cartoons. I enjoy it. You have to if you're a voice actor. So I love watching the stuff and, and seeing it all come together because I know how much time and effort goes into making something. Now, you'd be surprised how many people I talk to say they can't stand listening to themselves talk. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I am not one of those people. <laughs> really? Because oh. a lot of voice actors just don't watch their own stuff. Either that they don't. That's so interesting. Either, either they don't watch cartoons, or they're like, "I can't stand listening to myself." Really? Wow! I feel like that's a missed opportunity because you just become. I feel like you become a better actor if you if you're listening to your work because you're analyzing your own work and you're your biggest critic. Critic. So you're always going to be improving. At least that's that's how I look at it interesting well there you go i would have never guessed that <laughs> well i don't know what it's like in canada i mean uh, but like most of the people from the u.s i talk to like yeah I can't oh stop. great yeah blame canada <laughs> all right all right yeah okay yeah we're all self-absorbed here we just listen to ourselves all day thanks <laughs> No, but I, I feel like it's it's kind of rare, like whenever I say, I mean, I said this before, but like, it's very rare whenever I talk to someone and they're like, oh yeah, I watch my own stuff. And I'm like, cool, because <laughs> like, <laughs> there aren't that many voice actors that do. Really? Yeah. Oh no, now I'm self-conscious. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know this? I feel like you would have known this. <laughs> no, I thought every act voice actor watches their own stuff. I definitely watch my own stuff. 100%. And I'm like, oh, okay, that was an interesting take. Or, oh, I wonder why they decided to do use that one. Yeah. 
The only other person I talked to who said that um, they don't watch their own, they don't watch cartoons for another reason was April Winchell. And she said like the reason she doesn't watch cartoons is because she cannot separate the actors from the characters. Oh, because when she listens to something, she's like, Oh, that's Billy. Oh, that's John. Oh, Oh. that's whatever. And she can't do it. She's like, that's a very unique take. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I can't do it. She said, like, the only things that she ever watched that she worked on was Wander Over Yonder, and that's because she was a fan of the show. And I'm like, okay, cool. That makes sense. So interesting. No, yeah. I watch everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, when's it airing? Okay, great. First one watching. First view. Like I, I'm, I'm sitting here being prepared for like everything and being like I'm gonna be watching this and that, and it's like, oh wait, she already watched everything. Then <laughs> why did I waste my time? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it all, dude. I've seen it all. <laughs> yep. Okay. What What are some of your favorite cartoons then? Ooh. Okay, these are gonna be old school though, but. Some of my favorites. Here we go. Hmm. Okay. Did you ever watch Sticking Around? Never heard of it. Oh, because it's another Canadian treasure. Sticking Around, one of my favorites. I loved Kim Possible. I loved, oh, oh, you know what's a genius show? Gumball. Yeah. Gumball. I freaking love that show. I think that's brilliant. The writing, the art direction, the comedy. That is top-notch comedy to me. I think Gumball's brilliant. Um, What else do I like? Uh, I love Friendship is Magic. I haven't watched all of it, but from what I've seen of Friendship is Magic, I think it's brilliant. I love Steven Universe. I think that's a fantastic show. I like um, Star versus the Forces of Evil. <gasps> so good. I love that show. Um, Bee and Puppycat. Oh, my goodness. That show's absolutely nuts. I love the colors. I love... Oh, oh. There's that show on Amazon Prime. It's about these D&D people. Oh, my gosh. What's it called? Uh, Vox Machina. Yes. Vox Machina. Vox Machina. Fantastic show. Love that show. And there was that series. Was it Dota that they based it on? Oh, Dragon's Blood. Dota Dragon's Blood. Yes. Great show. Excellent show. And I also really like Primal. Uh, Yeah. Samurai. What's it called? Samurai. Oh, Avatar The Last Airbender, heck yeah. Really good. Great storytelling. Can't wait for the live action series. And yeah. Okay. Let me just say, thank you so much for mentioning Primal. Primal is amazing. And not a lot of people, not a lot of people I've talked to know about it. And I'm like, what is wrong (laughs) with you? Because like (laughs) Primal was like one of the few shows I'm like, no Brilliant. one is doing this. I wish more adult Brilliant. animation was like this. This is amazing. Oh my god, it was, oh my goodness. It's it's really it's actually a funny story. Primal 
So there was a series that I was in called Doomsday Brothers. And I was watching an episode of that to see, because I, I watch myself, as you know. So <laughs> I was watching it to see how the, sh- the episode turned out and Primal came on right after it. And it was it was the premiere of Primal 2 on Adult Swim. And it completely just sucked me right in. Like, talk about brilliant storytelling with absolutely nothing being said. Holy, loved it. Love it. Love it. Brilliant. Like I said before, um, I don't use the word genius a lot because I feel like people throw that term around. But, you know, Gendy, man, Gendy is a genius in every sense of the word because... Mm. He just keeps He's a creator. Reinvent- yeah, he just keeps reinventing mm. the wheel, like going from like Dexter's Laboratory to Samurai Jack to Symbiotic Titan to Primal. It's just like, wow, wow. You know, his body of work is just amazing, and just like he never makes he the same show himself. twice. And it's just, wow. I love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah, it's inspiring, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like. I remember as a kid watching Dexter's Lab for the first time and being like, yeah, this is like, I want to get into animation because this is amazing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dexter's Lab was amazing and so weird. I love using the word weird, but I feel like Dexter's Lab truly was weird for me as a kid because I was like, how is this allowed on TV? <laughs> it felt so, it was amazing for kids, but it also felt like it was like a secret for adults to enjoy too. Oh yeah, like there's a lot of humor that uh, oh, would not yeah. uh, would not fly. That would not fly dates. today. <laughs> no, they'd be like, "Okay, we're canceling your show." <laughs> like yeah, uh, my goodness, like some of the women on that show, are like oh, a little bit too sexy. <laughs> <for today's standards. laughs> some of the conversations were definitely odd, for sure. And Dexter, Dexter's reactions were definitely uh, interesting. <laughs> oh man such a such a great show like just really good really fun no i it's interesting like saying seeing that you're you know you're a fan of animation because like very few people very few voice actors i've talked to are huge fans of animation like i find that so weird they're (laughs) like i know what it is but it's like you know i don't go out of my way to watch it basically what but it's our career I don't know. I just I I'm in the, of the belief that this this is my entire career, right? So I want to know every aspect of it so I can do the best possible job that I can. And another thing that I do, which a lot of people don't do, is I read forums. I go on and I read what people think of the shows. And I also go on and read what people think of like previous iterations of shows, which shows are trending, which shows people like really resonate with. It's all really important. I think it adds on to your choices as an actor. I think it's just all like it's research that you do. So I find it strange that that you've talked to a lot of people who don't watch cartoons. I mean, I get it. I get it. Cartoons aren't everyone's jam, but it is our job. So I mean, I think I think that, you know, because it's work, it it becomes like I don't want to watch anything that oh. reminds me of work because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know whenever i talk to people who do anime they're like i, I you know i work in anime a lot and mm. when i get home i'm like i don't want to watch any anime. yeah that's fair that's fair 
Because it does take a lot out of you. I, I feel like if, if I was someone who did work in animation, if I like wrote animated scripts or like was an animator, I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to watch any animation. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And, yeah, and again, I like, like I mean, I don't, over... I, don't, I don't feel like everyone has to be a huge fan but it is nice to to be like oh yeah that's cool like it's it's nice to talk to someone who's like yeah you know i watch my own stuff and i'm a huge fan of animation because i you know i love the medium I'm like that's that's pretty cool honestly well i appreciate that but yeah i do honestly and yeah i i i just i think animation is so fun and it's such a great medium for storytelling that i think is underutilized sometimes and I wish I wish it got a little more respect in our industry because it's a difficult medium to pull off and pull off well. But when it's done right, like primal, it it never leaves you. Yeah. I mean, like some there are some scenes in primal that still stuck with me. Like, yeah, to me, this too. Day. <laughs> me too. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Like, and and just like the twist, the twist of him saying like, oh, it's a it's an anthology series. And I'm like, no, I know oh wow wow i know i know and then it all makes sense too you're like it is you can see it episode to episode yeah wild, wild. and plus like I, I love the fact that he wrapped up a spear and fang story at the end of season two i'm like okay mm -hmm. cool so if if the show does get canceled you can't say like yeah it's all, it's it all come to an a cliffhanger. End. <laughs> yeah exactly and um i also want to mention that i'm a huge anime fan too because i didn't mention any anime in those in my list but i love anime like I love, I, I haven't watched a lot of anime in a long time, but I love Attack on Titan. I love Naruto, which was the first anime that I really got into, of course, because it's the OG. I love Inuyasha because it's dope. I like Bleach, One Piece. Yes. Okay, thank you. I just had to state that. <laughs> I love anime. And I love video games. Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> have you ever watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? I have not watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But I, you know what, I, you know, have you watched the adventures of the, the adventures? Suzumiya Haruhi? That's another favorite. It's, it's, it's an anthology series too. I just remembered that because uh, you spoke on Primal. So, but no, I have not watched Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I mean, never too late to start. <laughs> Adding it to the list, buddy. <laughs> it is a um weird weird series but i love it with all my heart because it's just so crazy and makes no weird sense. better and I weird love is better it. <laughs> that's great <laughs> um suburb dub oh oh no don't do this to me don't do this to me god i'm so sorry everyone i'm so sorry it has to be sub it has to be sub yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. I love you. I love everyone who does animation, anime dub. I love you guys. But I will always choose sub. Always. Always, <laughs> always, 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 always. <laughs> well, that, there you go. She betrayed the Inuyasha cast. <laughs> like... <laughs> Inuyasha was the only one that I did watch dub fully. Fully. And they were amazing. I fell in love with uh, Kirby. Kirby Morrow? I yeah, Kirby Morrow. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. S um, such a shame that he passed away just as he was about I know. Uh, about he to was going to come back. <laughs> yeah. Don't even get me started. His Moroku made. I just loved his Moroku so much. 
I'm kind of wondering, like, seeing as you prefer subs, do you do you watch Bakugan subbed or dubbed? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> no, I... <laughs> you're cheeky. Um, no, I watch dub. <laughs> I watch dub with Bakugan. These are my people, okay? <laughs> They're my friends. I'm gonna watch the. I'm gonna watch the dub. I think, like, from the clips I've seen of Bakugan, like, what, what kind of bugs me is kind of the mouth flaps are just kind of mm-hmm. really weird, and I don't like them. They don't them. match? <laughs> like, just the way they move, it's just kind of unnatural. I, I don't know. I hear you. I will say they carried on through the pandemic. They carried recording on through the pandemic, which was very difficult. Because how do you dub remotely? They made it work. Um, but yeah, there are definitely moments where you're like, oh, maybe that doesn't quite match. But kudos to them. They made it work. I mean, I like I said, I could only watch clips because, you know, the more I try to understand Bakugan, the less sense <laughs> it makes. And I'm kind of like, it's a I whole don't. <laughs> world. It's a world of its own, for sure. Yu-Gi-Oh! I get. Like, I, I, I can understand yeah. the rules of Yu-Gi-Oh! But <laughs> when you start talking about Bakugans and, and all the different types and the fact that it's a card game and a monster game, and it's kind of like, <laughs> I, I, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, like, you got to pick a lane, guys. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, man. My teacher in elementary school, he had a Blue Eyes White Dragon card, and he would bring it with him. And he would just like, because Yu-Gi-Oh was huge when I was growing up. And he would bring it in and be like, check it out, guys. I got this. And everyone was just like, ooh and ah, with this Blue Eyes White Dragon card. <laughs> he had good taste. I'll give him that. <laughs> he knew how to get our attention. He'd just pull it up and we'd all just be like quiet. Yeah. It's like, how do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, literally. It's great. Oh, man, I remember getting in trouble for having um, Pokemon cards at school because they're like, oh, that's gambling. And I'm like, no. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Same, <laughs> same. It was a huge thing. Yeah. For us, it was Yu-Gi-Oh, actually. It wasn't Pokemon. But they, start, they started banning Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, playing Yu-Gi-Oh at recess because everyone would be playing Yu-Gi-Oh! and no one would be running around. So they were like, we want to encourage more active. <laughs> so every time someone had Yu-Gi-Oh! cards out, the, the teacher would come over and be like, we're going to confiscate those if you don't put them away. That's so weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is before phones, everybody. So everyone who says yes, like, oh, right. you know, everyone's on their but phones. How about your phone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But every time it was a rainy, one of those like rainy days where you didn't have to go out, that's when they'd be like, okay, everyone can play your Yu-Gi-Oh cards and we would just do tournaments. And I had the crappiest deck. God, my deck sucked. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why do I have the crap cards? Why do I, why does everyone else have the good cards? Yeah. Like I'd get killed within five seconds. It was horrible. Oh God. I, I. I, I would always get jealous of people because they would always have the, the Charizards and I'm just, I would be stuck oh, with like yeah. 12 Pikachus. Yeah. We have like 16 freaking Oddishes. Jesus. <laughs> How many Oddishes do we need? 
It's like, why why do you get all the Charizards? I want a Charizard. Why why am I getting like Geodude? Yeah. I don't care for Geodude. Nobody yeah, there's like Geodude. a Geodude in every pack. Like Geodude's probably worth like one cent right now. Nobody wants a Geodude, okay? <laughs> it was Geodude, Golem, Eevee. I remember Eevee a lot. Eevee was everywhere. There was um oh my gosh, I uh Vulpix, Vulpix. Everyone had Vulpix. Everyone had a Gyarados. No, Gyarados was rare. That's right. You got Raichu. a lot of magic carps, but you never got Gyarados. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, take me back to those days. That was fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you tell we're the same age? <laughs> yeah. We're the same age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and what was the weirdest direction you've ever gotten? Oh, hmm. Oh, oh, I know. It wasn't the weirdest direction, but it was the weirdest thing a director said. So I did a take and I made like this fart noise with my mouth that I, I just kind of did as like a, ah, oh, that was baloney. Like that was bad. And after the, after we were done, it was silent and she goes, okay, we're going to do our takes. She goes, um, excuse me. Uh, and she's like speaking to our engineer. She goes, could we please comp in the fart? <laughs> that, that killed me. Because <laughs> it was really random. Uh, that one just comes to mind now. But yeah, I've definitely gotten some weird, weird direction. <laughs> Needs to be more racist. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> No, that word was the R word. That R word was never said during those sessions. It was just, you dislike these people. Okay. Uh, yeah, before before we wrap this up, I also want to mention real quick, you were also on BotBots for a brief yes. second. Yes, I was. <laughs> yes, I was. I was ringling in that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, there you go. It always goes back to Transformers. It always goes back to Transformers. I oh, is it. this a thing? That's what you do? Okay. Okay. Got <laughs> no, it, got no, it, got no. Because I'm, I'm a huge Transformers fan. We've already established this, but uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, was she, you know, because I knew that that um, that show used um, Canadian voice actors. I'm kind of like, that's right. But was she in it? And I looked at the <laughs> cast credits and there, and lo and behold, and there, there she was. was. There she was. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was a fun one, too. Uh, it was a really brief session, but everyone was super nice. And the character was just, like, really angry. <laughs> it was fun. It's like, I tried to get you. I tried to show you guys you were yeah. getting addicted. Yeah, but you guys just got more addicted. Great. Great. I'm leaving. <laughs> she just literally leaves. I love how she's point. She points out that she's basically the the most OP character in the entire series. She's yeah, she is. She's like it's me. Like I'm no one can defeat me. <laughs> she is. That's a really good point. She's super OP. I also love the fact that it's an Ollie's pack reunion because uh, the the <laughs> voice actor who voices um, Burgertron voices. That's Ollie. right. Yeah, <laughs> so that's right. James Hartnett. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, who's really great. Love him. Yeah actor so fun those sessions were great oh ollie's pack with david bernie Corey doran it was me james david and Corey, the four of us and uh david played oh my gosh what's it? bernie bernie and 
uh, Corey played Meowski. So it was the four of us always. Oh, so disappointed it never got another season. <laughs> I know. Don't. Uh, so sad. Because I was watching, rewatching some episodes to prepare myself, and I'm like, man, I, I miss Cleo. She was a great Aww, character. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely like the no BS character that I, I wish I could play more. She was just like really real. Yeah, she was fun. Um. Anyway, I hate to do this, but um, I'm looking Aww. at the time. And yes, yeah, <laughs> this was really fun. Oh. Thank you. It was a great conversation. We need to hang out more, honestly, because I feel like we're connected. <laughs> and now I'm like, uh, now we're friends. I don't care what you say. We're friends. <laughs> of course we are. Of course we're friends. <laughs> we grew up in the same time. We're all friends. <laughs> Let's be honest. We get each other. We we saw we saw the rise of the telephone. Oh man. Oh, man. Uh, remember, remember dial-up? Remember dial-up? Don't! <laughs> Do I remember dial-up? How dare you? <laughs> I would be playing Sims 4, and my and Sims 4 wasn't even online, but because I had my Internet Explorer connected, my dad would come in and be like, you need to, you need to disconnect because I need to use the phone. <laughs> it's just burned in my head. Oh, dial-up. Oh, that yep. sound. It's like, you know, you just have to wait. You can't, you couldn't yeah, even that, open anything. Eh, you have to just like wait. <laughs> that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nowadays, everything's easy. But man, like loading a picture back in the day took forever. <laughs> it did. It really did. did, did you, were you part of the LimeWire trend where everyone okay, just used LimeWire as Okay, b- before we wrap this up, I got to tell the story real quick about LimeWire. <laughs> So um, years ago in the 2000s, piracy was really big. Huge. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we would pirate, I would pirate songs on, on LimeWire. Yeah. As, as you do. A lot of songs that were mistitled, mis, you know, yep. mis, miscredited. Miss, miss everything. Yeah. yeah. And it was around like 2007, 2008-ish. Like I was around in, in high school. I got into Drawn Together, and I'm kind of oh. like, I want to watch more of this show. Oh, no. I don't even know where this is going, but I feel like I know where this is going. And I I'm want to really watch sorry. more of this show. And before, you know, this was before streaming. And I didn't have money for the DVDs. So it's like, okay, <laughs> I don't have money to buy the DVDs. There's no streaming. It's 2007. <laughs> Surely someone must have ripped the DVDs and put them on LimeWire, right? <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're screwed. I know where this is going. <laughs> I find I find the episode I'm looking for. I download yeah. it. It's a yeah. it's a Trojan, and I oh, break my laptop. <laughs> no, no, oh no! I know lots of people who did who did that. <gasps> I was really careful when I was torrenting. Oh, yeah, I I did do that when I was a kid, too. And um, my thing was torrenting subs for anime episodes because you couldn't back then, like they, they had Crunchyroll and everything, but it would take like weeks for someone to put up the subs on those episodes. So everyone would be scouring uTorrent trying to find a subbed video of the episode that you would download. And then it would take like four days to download. 
but it was still like a day before the actual sub came out. So you still felt pretty cool that you understood what's going to happen at the next episode. And you'd be like, oh, <laughs> you just wait and watch. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, this was back when the the, the horrible fan <laughs> subs were like <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible fan subs. You're right. And do you remember at the end where they <laughs> were? It'd be like subbed by Kiki Lemon Pie, <laughs> like whoever the name was, and it would be like in big letters. Oh God, those were the days. Oh, encoded by so and so, and I'm like, why yes, would you yes. put that? Yeah, who would like, look at that? <laughs> Nobody cares about who was encoding it. Yeah. Oh God, that's funny. Uh, and and I love how the 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 fan subs were there. Like they say a word, and it's like so and so means this in Japanese. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> or they'd put in really huge letters, like on top of a, like a piece of like a. If there was like a written letter, they'd have huge subbed letters on it. It's like, why don't you just write it underneath? Like, why does it have to be right on the paper? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, oh, those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> like, people take streaming for granted, but this is what we had back in the day. <laughs> like, and literally, it was always a scramble and it was always a guessing game. It's like, did I download the right thing? And you'd wait three days and you realize you downloaded Naruto episode one again. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> Oh, and there was no HD, so enjoy that uh, three 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 sixty p quality garbage. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then here's here's something I usually I don't really tell people, but I would take those downloads, <laughs> and I was so, so into anime that I was I was huge into creating AMVs. I would just download all those clips, and so I would find like the hottest music pop music and i would create these anime music videos but my favorite thing is because they were all torrented <laughs> the entire video would just be different ratios aspect ratios <laughs> i don't think i've ever told anybody that so there you go <laughs> hey hey anna we all made lincoln park AMVs back in the day it's okay <laughs> you know i you know it was lincoln park <laughs> You know it was Linkin Park. Oh, that's funny as hell. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, people complain. It's like, why did the first Transformers movie end with like a Linkin Park song? Because that was the hottest band at the time. It was the hottest band at the time. <laughs> yeah. so. I saw them live. They were fantastic. Oh, rest in peace, Chester. Yes, rest in peace, Chester. Uh, anyway. Um... All right, my friend. <laughs> yeah. This was great. Uh, before we wrap this up, can you give us an update on what you're currently working on and where can people find you online? Yeah, so um, uh, what am I currently working on? I mean, there are a lot of things that I'm working on that I can't talk about, but you can watch me on My Little Pony on Netflix, and this is the next generation. You can watch Strawberry Shortcake on YouTube, and it's Strawberry Shortcake Berry in the Big City. And my Instagram and Twitter handle is AnnaSanny14, A-N-A-S-A-N-I-14. Is there a and, reason yeah, why there's a 14 at the end? Oh, it's my favorite number. So <laughs> it's my birthday number. Yeah, because my birthday is September 14th. So. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time up to do this. We got to get you back on <laughs> whenever. <laughs> whenever. <laughs> we'll go in more detail about these AMVs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.